Hey everybody, before we get started, I do have a small message from one of our fellow podcasters. You'll never win, evil space queen. That's what you think, good space hero? Boy, this fight sure is exciting. It's like the second most exciting thing I've heard today. You said it, sidekick. This is, wait, the second most exciting thing? Well, yeah, it's Monday, so the new Dude Where's My Drift episode just came out. Dude Where's My What Now? It's a Starfinder podcast. It's got memorable characters, a crazy plot, a GM with some of the most creative and wild ideas. It's really great. Here, have a listen. Sidekick, I'm currently trying to defeat the evil Space Queen. Don't put your head in my ear. Oh. Wow, this is really great. You were right. You only heard like two seconds. And I'm instantly hooked. As soon as I defeat the evil Space Queen, I'm going to binge the entire show and ignore all responsibilities. A shame she'll never get to hear Duder's My Drift. Evil doesn't deserve high-quality podcast sidekick. So, if you get a chance, give them a listen. Thank you very much, and back to our show. Hey everybody, this is Jeff, your GM, and welcome back to another episode of Big Campaign Stories. Today, we are doing a fun backstory episode for Fours. I'm joined with by Sean. Hey, that's me. But before we get into the episode, let's start off with them lightsaber checks. Ah, uh, I got a 17. Alrighty, well, little kid Fours did not lightsaber. Nope. We find our story starting 13 years ago far from the warehouse district of Duskbanter, in the barrens north of Anise, amongst the pine trees and the red light cast from the pillar of fire which houses the spirit of the Levat. We see a very different world from what we are used to. Helix bugs dance in the pollen cast by trees as they return to their hives made in the corpses of the fallen pines. Ember wolves hunt amongst the tree branches as owlbears defend their territory, as bloodbirds hunt shard snails, and out here, nomadic groups find many places to make homes. In this, we see a family of voids. The progen, Kelligrasai, and their gen, Domin, Res, and Fours. Fade up on some music. <laughs> yeah. Busting some light piano. We see Domin and Res currently engaged in a battle of swords. Well, not actual swords. They're sticks. But once you peel it off enough branches, they basically could be swords if you imagine correctly. In the background, Fours seems to be making a small figurine. Is that right? I, I guess it is kind of a figure, but uh, sculpting a a one-to-one -one magman. Aren't they kind of small? Or not magman, <laughs> cragman. <laughs> yeah, they're about uh, about Lykel size, so a couple feet tall. Yeah. With their charcoal eyes and mud mouths. <laughs> Got a little divot in the side in the uh, where I've pulled up all the night crawlers try and make a a decent respectable projectile for this man excellent in the background uh Domin will call out fours are you gonna try to get your ember wolf badge this year yeah uh, why wouldn't i that's the next one on the list 
Riss, your sibling, rolls their eyes as they, ugh, mirror patches are dumb. You know that Riss did not do so well in the uh, Owlbear Scouts, but Domin would, well, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, or you could come with me, come work in the city. It's a lot of fun. Plus, people pay you money, do good work. Well, merit badges are dumb. Is that why you collected so few? Russ would lean their head back and, I collected so few because I didn't think it was worth my time. So that Ember Wolf would have just taken you too long to get? They'll give the, uh, the hmph as they, uh, return to sword fighting. As Domin will attempt to, uh, disarm Russ of their sword stick. So what kind of, uh, work do they have you doing in the big city? <laughs> After a failed attempt at disarming... Rest smacks back and you can hear Domin, ow, my hand, before they answer. And right now they have me running newspapers and picking up stuff, going uh, going to go between. I'm like uh, I'm like one of those postal workers. <laughs> A common reference here in the boonies. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get up from my muddy playpen and come in and observe the fight. Who's, who's winning at this point? As you go to observe, having an audience now. Uh, Rest seems to get a more serious and determined look on their face as you see them kind of pull back their poncho and uh, take a wide stance with their stick. Domin has his stick in both hands overhead and is running towards him. And with a yell, Rest will attempt to parry Domin's overhead swing and does. You'll watch as Domin kind of stumbles for a moment. The full swing comes down as Rest pushes the stick to the side. You hear the snap of the branch as Domin eats mud face first into the ground near your cragman, but leaving it unharmed. Oof. I'm going to go run over and uh, pick him up, kind of be his corner man, brush him off a little bit, and hand him his stick. Get back in there! <laughs> yeah, Domin will take the larger part of the stick, holding it in one hand and the smaller part in the other one, attempting to use it as a uh, defensive dagger before Russ will resume another parrying pose and ask... So then, uh, what? Once you get your last badge, what are you going to do? Do you just quit? Uh, well, I, I never really thought about that. It's got to be like uh, Grand Master or something status I can go for. I look down at my sash and I've only got two badges. <laughs> Domin, as they jump into the fray, swinging with both short stick and long stick, uh, is able to land a nice thwack on the side of Ress's hip as they lose the smaller stick in Ress's poncho. Ress, on the other hand, is knocked off guard by this as they'll drop the stick after getting hit. And All right, this game is dumb. Well, I wish you great success, Fours, on your uh, adventure to be the King Owlbear Scout. And he'll narrow his eyes before you guys hear from inside. Kella would yell out, Dinner, everyone! I'm going to jump in the creek and uh, swash my arms around to clean off all the mud. Yeah, your siblings will join you. And, uh, yeah, I will straighten out my poncho and race them to the door. Uh, since you were the first one in the small creek, uh, you're able to beat them into the home where the table's being set. But you'll grab the silverware and start placing it. Domin, after they come in behind you, will start placing down plates and rest will start placing napkins. What's for dinner? We got our portion of the pine sloth that the nevists were keeping. Oh, boogie? Yeah, boogie. <laughs> what, what part did we get? They'll kind of ponder for a moment. Upper thigh? Like calf? It's the calf meat. <laughs> Rest would begin the slow process of <sighs> chopping all the bites first before they start eating. First is Domin will shove a fork into the chunk of meat they have and, and put that chunk of meat as much into their mouth as they can as they rip off a bite. <laughs> uh, I will take a, a moment 
of of uh, silence as as much respect as a ten year old can give <laughs> before I before I dig in to this sloth thigh. <laughs> With a full mouth, Damon will call out to Kella. Horse is gonna get his badge tomorrow. Poor Kella would look over at you and Oh, are you gonna try to make the trek to Stormwind? The weather's supposed to be good. Best time to do it. It's almost the end of summer. And once fall hits, the owl bears will be out scavenging as well. And the cold winds start to come in. So, well, that's exciting. Yeah. And if I fail, uh, they don't take the taffy away. I can try as many times as I want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. And I'll give a little smile to Res. <laughs> Res confidently and smugly pronounces that, why would I want taffy from that place anyways? It's a badge of honor. Completely separate from the Emberwolf badge. Uh, they will go back to eating. You can tell that it bothers them that they can't buy the candy because it's just for people doing the challenge. And it drives <laughs> them just a little crazy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner ends as you guys clean off the table. As the uh, helix bugs come out, you see their backsides illuminated as their wings flutter, making kind of a shrill, almost a kazoo-esque noise. As they flutter about, you can hear bats and other nighttime predators out here eating them as Kella will, well, play as long as you want but get in here before it gets too dark. Willoo. Nighttime descends upon the Pine Barrens. As always, the constant glow of the Pillar of the Levat, based at the city of Anise. The pillar, which helps control the effects of the elemental plane of fire, provides a constant red glow that can be seen for quite some ways. And for a lot of people, this does help limit how many get lost in the woods. Uh, as if you can follow that red light, it will eventually get you to the city. The most serious light pollution, to put it in an irreverent way. Domin will make a little cragman to go next to yours by the bank of the creek, and Ress will begin looking for another stick so that all of you can have one. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish making my my secret weapon. I think I think the combat's about to start again, and I want to have a cragman ball ready. <laughs> Very well. Yeah, Ress will return throwing a new branch to Domin, as well as a branch to you, Fours. I will, after I'm done in the mud, I will stand up and sheath this stick through my fur diapers and uh, turn turn to those guys, see how this is going to start. Yeah, Restwood. Well, since uh, since Domin won last time, things should go first. Fours, defend yourself. All right. I, uh, I somewhat clumsily pull the the stick and get ready to to do some dodging i'm gonna be just ready for a charge okay and, and much to your expectations domin raises the stick over their head with both hands and lets out a uh, scream <laughs> as domin goes sprinting towards you uh, go ahead and roll me a reflex save oh, well here just throw this out bert that's gotta be at least a 20 yeah, easily done, as you're able to step out of the way as Domin slips a bit in the mud and brings down their stick where you once were. Domin gets that fun grin on their face as they, oh, you can't dodge forever. <laughs> yes, my, my next dodge is not nearly as good as a six. As you slip a bit in the mud, Domin is able to bring the stick down full force uh, upon your arm. Um... Hard enough that you can hear the branch kind of crack a bit as they'll stop and, oh, shoot, I'm sorry, Fours. <laughs> I'm just going to go, bah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and flop myself into the mud. 
and, and remain still for a moment. <laughs> you can hear rest as we see Sir Fors has been defeated by Sir Domin's unique and one method style. <laughs> uh, while you're laying in the mud, go ahead and give me your perception. I'll give you my grown-up perception. <laughs> <laughs> I perceive grown-ups. Bonuses. <laughs> That's just absurd. Uh, so yeah, I, I get a, you know, 21. Alrighty. Yeah, with the 21, as you lay there, fake dead in the mud, as Domin is holding up their stick in both hands and making the sounds of the crowd that would be cheering them on. Uh, you can hear and you see skulking in the darkness across on the other side of the creek, though not in a way that looks like they are a threat or danger to you or your siblings. Uh, but you do see an ember wolf. Looks like they are going for some of these scraps that were left over from dinner that Kella had left outside. What an auspicious sign. <laughs> and uh, I guess I'd be distracted by that somewhat as far as not then knowing what's happening with the fight, but I think I'm okay at the moment. Yeah, in the background, Ress and Domin will... Alright, now you face off against the current champion, Commander Ress! And Domin will... Why, what, why are you commander and not a sir? Because I am better at this than you are. Ress will respond, and you will start to hear the sound of sticks clacking. <laughs> but as you watch, this Ember Wolf will get close enough to tear into the wooden box that you guys use for composting, as they'll filter through, pulling out a chunk of bone that once belonged to Boogie. And now belongs to us all. But the Ember Wolf will stop seeing you watch it before you'll see the flash in its eyes that will sprint off into the darkness. Cool. I'll kind of uh, watch it until it uh, leaves view and then I will turn to start gathering up my, my mud ball. Very well. The mud ball is gathered uh, in, secrets, in secrecy from your siblings. <laughs> You'll hear another solid thwap as the stick hits and Domin, damn it! <laughs> as he grabs his hand again as Res continues to do kind of a parrying stance and slow walk around them. Uh, I'm watching the fight now and I'm waiting for a moment where one person has an upper hand over the other one and I'm going to go in for an interrupt and I hope it's I hope it's going to be against Res, but... <laughs> We'll see how it goes. I'm kind of just waiting for my nearest opportunity to interject myself. Perfect. Then with that, uh, you will hear that familiar yell from Domin as they sprint forward and take a swing. Rest is able to... <laughs> uh, as Domin comes rushing in, swinging the branch overhead, Rest overstretches themselves, trying to parry uh, as they end up colliding together. <laughs> oh, this is as good a time as any. And I'm going to go ahead and charge in with mud ball overhead you should have made sure i was dead <laughs> yeah your sibling's eyes go wide as a ball of mud with worms in it <laughs> <laughs> and i got say a 12 on my attack roll <laughs> yeah with them prone on the ground and throwing a uh, big messy ball of mud <laughs> the surprised faces turn to fours <laughs> <laughs> As they are both splattered with mud and worms crawl about, you can hear the as Kella is watching from the front of the home and, ah, jeez. Take off those ponchos, get in the creek. <laughs> Sorry about your clothes, Domin. Domin looks around and, ah, no, that was a pretty sweet move. <laughs> He's wearing his city folk clothes, aren't he? Correct. <laughs> Got them official shoes <laughs> and pants with pockets in them. You could put all sorts of things in there, like bones and pine cones. 
<laughs> Anything. Dobbin will begin the slow peeling off the layers as Rest starts finding good-sized stones to lay next to the creek. So you guys gonna have to leave them out to dry. Uh, yeah, I'll just... Uh... Oh, well, I'm not. I guess I am kind of money, but I'm just going to jump into the creek with them just for fun. <laughs> yeah, Kella will grab a little bit of soap and a bucket and <laughs> give you all kind of a little bit of help washing behind the ears and not looking so so much like little cragmen yourself <laughs> before they'll call you in for the evening. Uh, uh, Ember Wolf took some bones. Was I supposed to stop him? I'll ask. I'll ask uh, Kella. Kella will look outside and towards the compost bin and no, no, absolutely not. Next time I will leave the bones out for them. So that way they don't damage the bin. Oh, yeah. We got to be careful. We can't leave too much out. Otherwise the pine sloths will come. Well, aren't, aren't we going to want at least one to come? I get to, na- I get to name the next one. <laughs> yeah. Domin will. Aww. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we will eventually, I mean, Boogie will take a while uh, to finish. <laughs> So should be able to catch another one before winter sets in. So it's uh, is it one of those things where you actually like domesticate it, or like it's a feral hog versus a farm hog type of thing, or is it is it really just luring a wild one out? Do you think? I figure the older ones are easier to kind of bring in because they're they can't compete as well. So giving them like a source to scavenge from gives an easy spot for them to kind of gather and eventually die. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to capture and domesticate one because they're just too big. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I had a a, fo- a follow up uh, action for that. Where, where did we leave off? What was what was the last thing we said? Oh, uh, you guys were going to bed. Yeah. All right. But the next morning comes. You wake up to the smell of oatmeal with honey in it as Kella is dishing out the morning bowls outside. You can hear Domin kicking away the shard snails. Uh, that are gathered around your guys' drying and mostly dry clothes. You can hear the buzz of bloodbird wings as their small frames zip and dart about, occasionally sticking out their barbed tongues to gather the meat of the snail from inside before flying off to their nests. Rest has laid out your owlbear scout clothes for your meeting today. Kella will give you a hug and, ah, this is exciting. When I woke up, I, I ran outside to look at the at the horizon to see what the, what the weather's like, if there are any clouds. A 14 on a D100 means that as you wake up, it is a bright sky, crisp, starting the, the those fall twinges are starting to sneak into the end of summer. But honestly, it looks and promises that today we'll only really have light clouds. Yeah, I'm sure that'll hold out for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super pumped. Put on my hide, my hooded hide poncho with the with the Akari feathers and fasten my sash over the top. What badges do you already have? So I have like the starter one that you get for free and I've got the building a fire one with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are, are the shard snails um, like you not want to pick them up for, for physical or poison or anything like that? Or No, they're less directly dangerous and more it's that their shells when they break are extremely sharp and so it's very easy to, to cut yourself you know especially if you, if you don't wear shoes a lot you want to be careful of that and a tip that you have learned in the owlbear scouts is that these shard snails shells can be used uh, to cut things for about a minute or so after the snail is broken the 
bile that the snail releases is what keeps it strong. And as soon as it dries out, it becomes really brittle and breaks. But okay. for that one minute, though, it's about as sharp as adamantium. <laughs> There's not a lot of blade to work with there. So mm-hmm. you got to you got to get good at chipping. Mm-hmm. And are there about how large do most shard snails get? The oldest ones get about the size of a rat. Most of them are, are about your standard snail size. Okay. Standard garden snail. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll pick one up and put it on my shoulder as I watch the uh, bloodbirds fly around. As I sometimes like to do, picking up a shard snail and try and sit really still and get them to come up, come up to me. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me that. Uh, go ahead and give me that wild empathy check. <laughs> Fourteen. Okay, it takes a little bit, but eventually you see the dark green and uh, bright red bird kind of land on the edge of your poncho and kind of do the do the side eye thing that birds do as they're seeing if you're going to move or what's going to happen. But it will bounce a little closer as it tries to get next to the shard snail. I'll hold my breath. Yeah, you'll watch as it takes its claws and pushes the snail over as it will then put its beak down, putting out its long, serrated and barbed tongue for you hear the... <laughs> as it tears the snail meat out and takes off into the air, leaving just a shell. <laughs> and I'll, I'll look around to see if anyone saw that. Yeah, Ress and Domin will look over and, whoa. Ress tries to prevent you from noticing that he's obviously impressed. I pick up uh, the shell off of my, this might be reckless. I pick the shell up off of my shoulder and I go, sure again, <laughs> and throw it at him <laughs> with a 16. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Russ grabs their arm as they get thudded by this really hard snail shell. Um, it still has the bile on it, so it doesn't break. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as, as they, ow, damn it, Forrest. <laughs> Don't you, you know have a test cool. you're doing? <laughs> and Domino look at Russ and uh, it was pretty cool. Nobody likes these gross things. And Russ will go to kick the snail shell, the small silver and white shell but it will crumble and break as he kicks it, spreading those shards across the this section of your guys's, I wouldn't say yard, but ground that you guys tend to. And I look down and I go, ah, caltrops. Rest will smile at that and yeah, as though they meant to do that. <laughs> Kella will come out and, all right, everybody, let's go see fours off on their big trip. Dominant and Rest will follow along as all of you walk over uh, to the main meeting spot. The places at parks where they they have like the covered area and like a grill for it for like yeah families. shade structure yeah shade structure but also like a place to eat and sit down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you you'll see your scout leader Odriel Galan a uh, average sized human as he'll be waving and oh hello hello Forrest take a seat and you'll see your your friends at Larbalex and Katinka Sandstone as they'll make some space for you I'll go run over and plop myself down. Yeah, your siblings, Ress and Domin, will wave and have fun. Good luck. But you can see they look at each other like they have an idea as they'll slink back behind your progen's form as they'll, you be safe out there, Fours. We'll see you here in a couple days, right? Yeah, of course. Oh, why wouldn't I be? <laughs> they'll look at you concerned for a second, but also with that, you got this look. And we'll grab your siblings and head back to the home. Larbalex, she'll lean over and <sighs> just got my Bloodbird badge. You'll see the uh, shadowy figure of a bloodbird with a red background. And Katinka will got my pine sloth badge. Whoa. The small halfling with the blonde curly hair and tan skin. 
So are you really going to try for the Emperor Wolf badge? And Larbalex and Lykel, with light blue skin and black hair. That's so far. Stormwind's forever away. Uh, well, <laughs> I've been there before. It's a lot shorter a walk if you just keep your mind off it. Yeah, but it's not just a walk. You have to get there in three days and back. Uh, well, uh, has, has anyone in our troop already gotten this badge? No, no. As far as this year's scouts, you're the first one who feels comfortable taking this uh, challenge. I'm kind of looking down at my sash, uh, thinking I was just thinking if I did the the harder one up front, then all the other ones would just just keep getting easier and easier. Yeah, Larb likes to look over at Contenka. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but you, but you guys are talking to me like I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the small half and girl would say, well. On your way back, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna pull any punches. If we see you, we're gonna catch you. Nah, that's fair. That's totally fair. And Lar Blake's will lean over and maybe if you bought some extra taffy, I could look the other way. I'll keep that in mind. And and I'll look to see if the uh the troop leader is is within earshot. Try and keep that under my breath. Uh yeah. <laughs> Scout leader Galan as as he walks by and he'll smile and look at Look at you three all kind of chatting and talking and kind of not along. So he's probably heard something, but he's fine with it. Mm-hmm. So what did you have to do for the the, the uh, Pine Sloth badge? I could think it would be, oh, uh, I helped the uh, the Nevist family chop up Boogie. <laughs> oh, well, hey, you did a great job. You earned every stitch of that badge. <laughs> they'll, they'll beam with pride. Yeah, it was, it was difficult, but... It was really interesting. We made sure the animal was put down well. And I'll give a solemn nod. Yeah, and she'll show off a kind of, it's it's like a back claw, but kind of a necklace, the large pine sloth claw. Like, yeah, and I got this. Oh, rad. I'll ask to see it. Yeah, she'll take her necklace and hand you up. This claw is about the size of your hand. It's not a little bit bigger. And hanging around a halfling's neck, it's got to be like Flava Flav wearing a clock. Mm-hmm. Especially a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. And I will uh, gently run it over my palm to see how sharp it is. Or if if it, you know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the pine sloths, their claws use more for breaking apart bark than hunting, as they're more of a scavenger type. Uh, It's not sharp enough to cut, but you can feel where uh, the thick edge on it would be very good for scraping it like roots and digging through dirt. Mm -hmm. And Larvalix would butt in with, and I got my badge... Not that anyone asked, because I collected five bloodbirds. Oh, wait, you you had to trap them? Mm-hmm. How'd you... Yep. <laughs> I will look impressed. So, yep, gathered them all up and then gave them over to Farmer Tangle. Said that the snails have been making quite a mess inside, eating up a lot of his old clothes. So, got him some birds. Nice. But then won't the, won't the birds just start wreaking havoc on him in some way? Uh, she'll kind of shrug her shoulders and I collected five birds. <laughs> <laughs> right on. In the background, you can hear Galan as he kind of says, remember, the Owlbear Scout Foundation is based on survival, community, and strength. Together, we can lift one another up and we can find ways through making sure we're all doing well that we can help others to do well. As an Owlbear Scout, you are a pillar of wisdom, a font of protection, and a leader waiting to bloom. Galan will kind of look around and, well, we have a lot of exciting things to do today, but I think someone here has something that they wanted to say. 
as he'll slow pan towards you fours and the other kids in the area will kind of get quiet as they look around. After I got my my fire badge the other day, I thought I'm on a hot streak, so I thought I'd go for the Emberwolf badge. A few kids gasp, a couple others kind of laugh and snicker, uh, but Galan will hold out both hands, clench fists, and that's great! <laughs> Finally, a vote of confidence. Uh, Did you want to start today? Well, it's going to take three whole days, but yeah, I mean, unless we're doing something else. <laughs> I mean, I got everything I need, don't I? If you're ready to go, then he'll pull out his uh, he'll pull out his HCOM and set the uh, look at the time. And if you want to start right now, you got this, Fours. I'll give you here, and he'll search his he'll reach into his fanny pack and pull out a uh, a voucher for Lorenzo's confectionery delights. So yeah. Miss Lorenzo runs the candy shop in Stormwind. There is a special jar on her desk for people who are seeking the Emberwolf badge. He'll hand you the voucher, and if you give this over to her, he'll give you a slice of salted caramel taffy. Then, on your way back, just make sure you don't lose it or get caught. And and watch out, though. The Bloodbirds love the taffy. But if you're ready to go, we'll be waiting for you on your return back to see who's able to catch you and get that taffy from you. I, I put out, or I hold out my hands to receive the voucher as if I'm being handed the Shroud of Christ. <laughs> With both hands, he gently places <laughs> the red construction paper that's written on there. <laughs> One slice of salted taffy, please. And I will carefully and gingerly fold it and, and tuck it safely into my waistband. Because I don't think I have any... Po- I don't have pockets on this thing. You do not. <laughs> not unless you wanted to borrow Domin's pants for this. <laughs> nah, that's cheating. Very well. Glon, after he gives you the voucher, will kind of look up and... Great day for it, too. I know! <laughs> I'm going to start running if I if I hear like the t- a timer start or him like fidgeting with his phone. I'm going to start running as yeah. if it were a race. <laughs> yep, he'll, he'll hit the, the countdown... And show you it as you take off sprinting into the Pine Baron. Uh, after I'm, after I get outside of like ear and sight of them, I'll uh, get my bearings a little better to make sure I'm headed in the right direction. But I will not break my stride until I'm out of sight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. Um, yeah, uh, full sprinting in there. Go ahead and give me your survival check. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're dropping. So it feels like, what, wisdom was your good thing, so it'd be a plus six again? Um, yeah, so 13. Okay. As far as for this opening trek, as long as you keep the red light of Anise behind you, you're heading north. Yeah, yeah. There are trails that do go up to Stormwind, which you've heard other scouts have used before, but they also make it really easy to get caught on the way back. I guess I'm looking to spend as much time focusing on speed on the way there. We'll have more time to work with uh, hiding and and longer routes coming back. That's my strategy. Okay. So looking for shortcuts, looking for fastest ways. Focusing on speed, you're able to cover a lot of ground, moving quickly out to the barrens, um, through the pine trees. You can hear the cause of Akari, the large black, orange, and yellow birds that hunt across kind of the top of the pine trees with their multi-jointed limbs as they grab onto branches and occasionally hunt the ember wolves that crawl up too high or crawl into their areas. But it is quiet out here as you get further away, enough that you can no longer see the structure 
that the rest of the scouts were at? Uh, when I when I check to get my bearings, I'm gonna double check to make sure my voucher's still there. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, um, I guess. Are you gonna uh, try to push it and like hustle? So try yeah, to. Yeah, uh... I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna hustle it. So hustling uh, basically moves you means in an hour you move twice the speed. So you do have to make a, a constitution check, or otherwise you take a small amount of non-lethal and you get fatigued. <laughs> oh boy. So here's potentially going to be an important lesson, or or uh, I'm not going to learn any of the right lessons, and I'm just going to barrel straight through. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, as you go off sprinting here for this first hour, as you're coming to the second one, as you're moving along, go ahead and give me a constitution check. <laughs> <laughs> Nine. <laughs> oh. And yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's quite a long ways. And for the second hour, then that just means that you're fatigued as long as you have this one point of non-lethal. So, all right. After you know, you sit down and rest for a little bit. Yep. Kind of takes away the benefit of sprinting for mm -hmm. that first hour. Yeah, you're able to overcome the small amount of fatigue as you rest up and continue on with your march. Okay. I'm gonna not. Uh, I'm not gonna push myself in that way, and I'm going to shift my focus to like actual detour and pathfinding. Okay, go ahead and roll me a survival check. Right. Oh my god! Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a one for a total of um, seven. All right, excellent. Uh, fours, you end up finding yourself for a bit there, uh, following into a pine sloth trail. If you're trying to find detours and quick routes, uh, you can see where some trees have been knocked over, scatterings of food that's been taken out of bins or uh, leftover bodies of Akari that have fallen. As you eventually come around a small hill and see that you're looking at like the backyard of somebody's house. <laughs> <laughs> Though the pine sloth is not here. Uh, you can see this is the trail they took to get here. Ah, uh, Does anyone look like they're home? Uh, yeah. So you can see an android uh, in the window cleaning. Wiping down a plate. But yeah, Mr. Grady will open up the door and... I'm sorry, is, are, are you okay? Are, are you hurt, child? Oh, no. No, I'm fine, Mr. Grady. Uh, I was just wondering if you could give me a lift into Stormwind. And I'm tucking the rest of my sash underneath my poncho. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and give me that bluff check. All right. So this one's probably just going to be a plus two, which would make that uh, 17. Mr. Grady, maybe he just didn't catch you putting away the sash or... Maybe he feels bad because he doesn't quite remember which kid you are. <laughs> but well, uh, yeah, I, I guess I can take you up to the city. Is is there's is everything okay though? Like no one's hurt, right? You just need a ride to the city. Yep, just a ride. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me give me just a moment. Yeah, you can wait over there by the vehicle. Thank you. <laughs> After about ten minutes, Mister Grady will close the door and walk over, open up the door for you on the side of the Hedron powered vehicle. As they let you in, and then they will jump to the driver's seat. Okay, uh, seatbelts on. As mm -mm. They'll pull out onto the main causeway here. We should be there in about, about an hour or so. It's it's not that far off. Cool. Yeah, uh, just, uh, was it Lorenzo's Confectionery Company? Yes. <laughs> it just dropped me off across the street from Lorenzo's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm absolutely giving him one more sense motive. Yeah, <laughs> for that one of, uh, but yeah, Mr. Grady, kind of. Oh, I, I've heard good things about that shop. Yeah, they're the best I hear. Yeah, he'll put on some 
uh, classical kind of piano music as we'll pull out onto the main road here and take off heading north. I'll be uh, looking out the window, watching the scenery go by. The passing of pine trees all becomes kind of a blur, staring out the window. Occasionally, Mr. Grady will, oh, that's a big one, as he'll point out a pine sloth. As you are heading northward, about 40 minutes of the trip, uh, you will pass by a hedron vehicle that is pushed off the side of the road. As you can see, a group of three Lycals are getting into the vehicle. Uh, as a woman yells, throwing an orange after it, as it bounces off the trunk of the vehicle, leaving her standing on the road as Mr. Grady uh, continues to drive by. Like, oh, what was that? Oh, uh, uh, I think that lady's in trouble. He'll turn his mechanical face towards you as the eyes kind of focus on you, and how do you know she's in trouble? I don't know. She looked mad, and I'll be turned around in my seat looking over the back. Yeah, you'll see her shoulders slump as she looks somewhat defeated uh, as the vehicle races off to the south. But Mr. Grady will stop the vehicle, and should we go back? Yeah, let's go see if she's okay, if you don't mind. Sure. He'll turn around the vehicle and butts back down a bit, rolling down the windows before calling out. Uh, are you okay, ma'am? The lady quickly turns around, facing towards the vehicle, and... No, I'm not okay! They stole my car! I will get out my stash and say, I, I have... We have to help! And I'll be looking at Mr. Grady concerned. Yeah, he looks down at your stash and... <laughs> well, yes, I, I guess we do have to... We do have to help. Uh, so he'll get out of the vehicle and call out, you know, Is there... Is there somewhere we can help? Uh, do you need a ride to town? And she'll say, yes, uh, take me to a niece. That's where they're going. Hurry. <laughs> All right. We'll swing by a niece real quick and then back up to Stormwind. <laughs> if it's not too much trouble. <laughs> Mr. Greedy looks a little out of his element. Is he? Uh, well, I, I did say I'd give you a ride to Stormwind. Uh, uh, Fours? Yep. That's the one. All right. Yes, please get in the get in the vehicle, ma'am, and we'll get you back to town. She will quickly rush over, jumping into the seat. Hurry, hurry, quickly! They have all my stuff. She will hand you both a business card for uh, Lavar Salafa, traveling merchant. Oh, you're carrying all your your stuff with you? Oh yes, yeah. Wireless chargers, all sorts of goods and materials here that people need and the people should want. Do you know those guys? Why did you stop for them? Well, they, and she'll look a little sheepish as she said, well, they looked like they were in trouble, so I stopped to help them. <laughs> I will look over at Mr. Grady a little worried. And he looks at you a little worried. <laughs> Lavar says that, you know, no, 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 I don't, I don't have anything. Just, uh, just business cards, just business cards. Uh, step on it. I don't, I don't think they're uh, expecting a pursuit. Mr. Grady, well, if they're not expecting a pursuit, then we can drive at the normal speeds. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna run anyone off the road here. <laughs> and I'll I'll be a little bit antsy, but I'll be back to looking out the window, but looking uh, ahead, as if somehow not looking through the windshield gives me a better view of of them. Yeah, you'd already been walking for several hours this morning, but it all goes by very quickly in the side of the vehicle. Lavar would, of course, ask your names and ask some questions about you know how the Sinevanese is, and well, besides those. Damn Lycles, you stole my car. What else should I be worried about here? Uh, well, there's not a whole lot that keeps me worried, but uh, don't leave your scraps out. As you guys are approaching Anise, you will see an Akurai, a large flightless bird with its four legs and multiple joints as they stick off in various directions. It's odd to see them on the ground. Normally they stick to the tops of the trees, but 
In this case, this one seems to be wandering around a bit, looking somewhat lost. But Lavar will stare and, oh, what are those? Mr. Grady would kind of look over and, uh, just some of the local wildlife, ma'am. You're just, you're going to want to be careful out here. And don't, uh, don't stop for strangers. Yeah, I, w I really wouldn't be worried about those things unless you're climbing. And you don't look like a climber. Nope, but I do sell climbing kits and climbing accessories. <laughs> you guys will approach the large walls, the bright red light of the pillar. As you guys enter into a nice proper. Mr. Grady is looking around and, well, uh, uh, Miss Salafa, is there somewhere that I... I should drop you off, or and show what wherever your wherever your seeker station is here, or whatever you guys have. Uh, go ahead and give me your perception check, fours. Yeah, I'm looking out the window, seeing if I if I remember what her vehicle looks like. I got like a uh, twenty-one. Yeah, with the twenty-one, as you're looking about, uh, you will spot the vehicle off to the side, tucked down an alleyway, and noticeable with this is you would see Domin. Oh, uh oh, what? <laughs> I'll, I'll press my hands against the window and be like, oh, there it is. And I'll be pointing pointing it out to you guys. And then I'll crouch in my seat. Thanks, thanks, Mr. Grady. Uh, Forrest, take care of yourself. And she'll open up the side door and, hey, hey. <laughs> You'll see Dobbin turn around with a panicked look on their face as they seem to be removing the tags from the vehicle, peeling off the license plate and small parts like that. They would allow it to be identified before they will drop what they were holding and take off sprinting into the alleys. I'll just be watching from the from the driver's side door. I'm waiting to see if uh, she gets the vehicle back. Yeah, Domin looks back, mostly afraid of the lady screaming as they take off. And you'll see Lavar as she'll get over to the side of the vehicle and place her keys inside, open it up. Uh, it looks like the trunk is still full and looks like the vehicle is still fine. As she starts it and begins to pull off of the sidewalk into the street. Uh, you watch three kind of punkish Lycos come running out, uh, screaming, Hi! <laughs> She's <laughs> taking our car! <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, the uh, license plate swinging that she takes off down the street. Hey, Mr. Grady, I'll look over at you and, oh, a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we did it. We beat him to it. I'll post up for a high five. They'll lean in and, yeah, yeah, we did. And as we circle around to get back on the the road i will roll down the window and give a rude gesture to the to the likels <laughs> a round of birds all about <laughs> i was thinking i'd like the uh, the old like elbow slap i like it yeah likels make gesture at your lack of hat as you guys pull off and get back on the exit and get out of anise <laughs> and uh i'll i'll sit sit back in my chair and i'll be kind of a little bit energized uh, with a smile on my face. Yeah, Mr. Grady, now we'll take this opportunity as you guys are passing by the park, heading back up north of So Fours. Mm -hmm. It's uh, mighty helpful to see the Owlbear Scouts out and about. And uh, I'll, I'll just kind of go pale a little bit. Is there any other reason you're going to Stormwind that I should be aware of? I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll kind of look up at him a little worried. The android can't sigh, per se, but they definitely have the look of somebody who's burdened in both directions, right? If you hadn't have gotten a ride, you guys could not have helped uh, Lavar Salafa. But you are kind of breaking the spirit of the uh, challenge. You see, Mr. Grady, think about all this for a bit before Mr. Grady, as he rolls it all around, say, well, you can't get a badge for helping the lady if I take you to Stormwind, but 
if you want to if you want to finish the rest on foot i'll vouch for you with your leader that you've done some good work out here your call you, you're not gonna you're not gonna tell him that i asked you but hold up his hand in a in a solemn promise and no i was just uh driving by we'll say ah <sighs> uh, thanks i i just uh i started following the pine slot trail and i lost my way i thought i thought i could make up a lot of time but uh, it's easy to get turned around out there oh absolutely that's why i stick to the roads i just wish they were faster there's a decent sized creek not too far from my house might be able to ride that to the shore i think that would be a good idea but this time of year i don't think the creek's moving too high or moving too fast yeah it has been kind of a dry summer but he will stop at, at the turn off towards his house and so do you want me to take you the rest of the way Mm, if you could just point me in the right direction. Uh, I mean, he'll chuckle. And, I mean, if you don't leave the road, you, you'll get there. Isn't that also not in the spirit of it? <laughs> I feel like I'm supposed to be trekking through the woods. He'll kind of look at you and, I was never a scout. <laughs> <laughs> I just see you kids every summer doing this walk. So shave oh. off some time coming through the uh, hills. Do you have a map? Yeah, I think I have one inside. He'll pull into his driveway and park and go inside, grab his data pad and show you a map of the area. Okay. I'll get out. It's like, do I carry charcoal on me? That's that's, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh, do I do I carry anything I can write with? I was gonna scribble my own facsimile of the map and plot out my my shortcuts to where I would follow the road until a certain point and then cut across. Where it would be going around a going around something, it's like, oh, I could do that on foot, and I'll cut, I'll cut there, and then I'll be back on the road, and then I'll cut here, and then back on the road. Whether through getting a pen and paper or drawing with mud on your hand, I thought I I might uh, just draw with mud on the back of my poncho, and then when I need to, I can consult it. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're able to leave yourself some reminders or tricks or tips on where you want to try to skip ahead. Not a problem. Mr. Grady will hand you a couple bottles of water. Oh my gosh, thank you. Like, yeah. Do you have an HCOM with you? Uh, <laughs> I looked, looked down at my hide clothes. Yeah, he'll, if you remember where I am, if you get back here, if you need help. Will do. And I will excitedly run off. Yeah, he'll wave and... Run about 20 feet and then stop and look down to make sure the voucher is still in my waistband. And then start running again. Uh, yes, the voucher is still in your waistband. All right, very well. Go ahead and give me your survival check. 19. With a 19, you're able to make steady progress, quickly moving through the woods, cutting off of the main path when necessary. You'll occasionally hear the humming and chittering of helix bugs nestled in their pine tree husks. But night is starting to come along. Transitioning into night. As the sun begins to set, the reddish light of anise is very faint and distant when you face towards the south. But as you move out here, you start to hear the bugs starting to wake up, the larger sloths moving out here in the deeper woods. The helix bugs help kind of light the way. And at night out here where nobody else is, you can see the many white and silver shells of snails as they move about, uh, picking at the corpses of dead deer or bloodbirds that have died for whatever reason. Their corpses go to the, the carrion feeders, which are the snails. All right. It's probably getting to the time where I need to find a safe place to, to sleep. So I guess I'm going to look for hmm, what would be, let's see here, because I want to I wanna be avoiding ember wolf dens, whatever they would be called. 
Yeah, they they burrow in and make dens. Okay. Well, because they yeah they can also nest in in up high. If they have to, they will. But they're they can be prone or very easily knocked out of a tree while asleep. Yeah, I'd probably looking for like uh, heavy heavy brush to to hide myself in. Just that like ah oh, that that seems like probably the safest way to go. Not a whole lot of big things can get at me there. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check. Right. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's like a seven. With a seven, you pull over pine brush and you pull over larger branches to kind of make a an area for you to kind of curl up and hide under. You will fall asleep to the pleasant buzzing of the helix bugs as they flitter about. Just kind of, yeah. Watch the watch the lights as eventually drift off. You will be awoken in the middle of the night by the sound of nearby shuffling. Uh, how close is it to me? Like how nearby? I mean, you'd sense it's 10, 15 feet away. Oh, geez. All right. I will try and remain very still, but I'll open my eyes and uh, scan around, see if I can spot what it is. Does it sound big? It does sound large. Opening your eyes and peeking between the branches here, uh, you will see that there are two of them. One of them, quite a bit larger, about eight feet tall. The other one, about two feet tall, looking up at the larger version. Now, the creatures that stand there, uh, imagine you're seeing something that looks like two people wearing like a pine needle ghillie suit. Okay. The larger one has glowing orange eyes, uh, while the smaller one still seems to have kind of a light yellow uh, illumination to their eyes. The smaller one has one pine cone kind of drifting about like an ion stone around its head. The larger one has a full-on kind of pine cone halo. Oh, man. You'll watch as the uh, spirits here kind of pick up various pine cones from the ground as they weigh them and judge them. And the larger one will place one around the smaller one's head and sees how well it can hold orbit until it falls off. But the smaller one will crawl about on thin stick-like fingers and hands till it finds smaller pine cones to decorate its head with. I'll just be silently... Silently watching. Do they look like they see me? They do not. Yeah, I'll uh, just watch. Uh, have I heard of anything like this before? I guess I'll drop a knowledge nature. Yeah. 16. You have heard of these things before, though they're mostly used in passing and they're referred to as more in jest or uh, treated as less real. Uh, but these are pine spirits. Their cryptid status is... They're generally considered good luck to see them because they disappear very quickly when they're startled. The cryptids are believed to go in cycles where they get very large before the end of summer, and then once fall comes, this one will probably pass away, transferring its pine cones onto the next one, which will grow large for next year. Mm. So they're actually just kind of spreading spreading trees around? Mm-hmm. Cool. Couple of regular Johnny Appleseeds. But over the next 20, 30 minutes or so, they will trade pine cones until it seems as though they both come up with a suitable crown. Several of the ones they've decided that they no longer need. You watch as they dig into the ground like squirrels and bury before they will begin drifting to the east. All right. Uh, it's probably going to take me a minute to fall back asleep <laughs> after that. Um, but yeah, I am. This is fascinating and also quite relieved that I was not that I've, I've picked a good camping spot. <laughs> Excellent. As morning comes, you still have energy to continue the day, though you are probably getting a bit hungry. Uh, I'm going to actually, when I wake up, I'm going to go and dig up where the pine cones were and 
take a look at them, see if there's anything cool or special about pine cones. You'll have to persuade the large amount of snails that have gathered in the morning that are over the spots where the pine cones are buried. Mm -hmm. But as you dig into the ground and pull out the pine cone, you'll see that this one is starting to grow already. There's golden kind of green tendrils that are coming out from the inside of the pine cone from where the seeds are uh, that are stretching out. Whoa, that's fast. I'm going to rebury it so that it can can keep growing, but I'm going to gather up all of the uh, the snails that have gathered around here for breakfast. Okay, yeah, just uh, what using a, a thin stick to try to get them out of there? Or? Uh, probably try and suck them out. Okay, <laughs> at first, and if that doesn't work, probably resort to a stick. I've eaten snail before. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, you can absolutely kind of pull them up and pull out the snail meat. Are you doing anything with the shells or anything? I'll just hang on to them for a little while, just in case, but nothing, not doing anything with them directly. Or at least I, I don't have a, a follow-up for that. Okay. After a couple minutes as the slime the snails use that keeps the meta the metallic shells rigid wears off you'll start to hear them kind of crunch as they get brittle and kind of break apart mm -hmm. i don't know where like just storing them kind of like in the pocket of the poncho on the inside or something um i would probably just be hanging on to like the the, the biggest most well-formed shell mm. and and drop the rest okay but yeah just i'll have it in hand and then when it starts to get brittle probably pick away at it to kind of keep my mind occupied as I'm traveling. Yeah, you'll definitely have a, a small group of bloodbirds that follow after you as they can smell the snail on you <laughs> but will eventually wander off into the woods once they have proven that you have nothing to give them. Nothing! That's why they call them voids. <laughs> you'll pass by some anise berries that are kind of bitter. They're not poisonous or anything. They're safe for people to eat uh, but they are not good for ember wolves. Okay. Uh, when I find a, a bushel of those, I'll stop to stock up on a few of them. Mm -hmm. And I will put my hood down and I'll keep them in my hood. Okay. Very well. Go ahead and give me your survival check here for the second day. Twelve. Keep on rolling fairly well and then I'm like, ah, it's not that well. <laughs> <laughs> With a twelve, you're making decent time. Uh, but you're still a ten-year-old walking, right? Mm-hmm. So you're on track to pretty much get there within the three days. So is it three days total there and back or three days to get to? The, three days the to store? get there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would have been crazy. Because if you don't show up there in three days, then they know they need to go look for you. Uh-huh. All right. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I still feel fairly confident. Yeah, as you're, as you're wandering with your hood full of berries... Uh, the snail shell having long since been crushed or peeled apart into uh, and effectively what is glitter. <laughs> uh, you will notice as the, as the day gets in, it is absolutely clear skies. Beautiful blue, nice and warm. A small amount of wind to make sure you never really heat up too much, but it is pleasant out. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll probably pick up the pace for a little while until I remember that that didn't work out so great last time and i will drop back down to a, a manageable pace you can try to to get some extra hours in here if you want to take some constitution checks support saves uh, mm -hmm. uh eh, yeah i think when my when my spirits are high i might might try to to keep going like yeah why not 13 
yeah, with the 13, you're able to, to hustle. You're able to get to get double hours out of this one here in the middle of the day. Oh, yeah. All hyped up off of snail meat and bottled water. <laughs> A few berries for dessert as you uh, go moving quickly through the pines. The clear skies and warm sun make it easy to make good speed. And it's feels very calming out here. As we're approaching fall, you can hear occasionally the sound of branches snapping. As you know, there are creatures out here and you can hear pine cones falling and thudding into the ground. But you'll hear the bubbling of a nearby creek. All right. I will uh, go uh, go ahead and head down to the creek to get a little bit of water. And I'm going to refill one of the bottles. And the other one, I'm going to see if I can't harvest some, some snail goo as I, as I walk. Oh, okay. Basically, yeah, just trying to root out one of the, or just testing it, uh, rooting out one of the charred snails and squishing them into this bottle and, <laughs> and then, and then keeping the cap on to, to try and save up some goo. Good to be survival for this. 11. <laughs> it's just tough, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know what you're trying to do and you know what you want to do. But these are small snails, and you have small hands, so that helps. But there's just not a lot of uh, not a lot of slime here to work with, right? Mm. You're able to gather a bit, pushing it into the bottle, uh, mixing it a little bit of the water. You know, you're able to get kind of a, a slimy water mix that mm-hmm. might work to extend how long it lasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my my thinking. But just kind of be kind of doing that as I go, and not trying to let it slow me down too much so I am doing it on the move which probably doesn't help too much in how effective I am at it Mm -hmm. but yeah I will try not to take too long a break at at the creek yeah you're able to to fill up water and grab your snail slime there as well as you look about you can see the heavy tracks here you can see that an owlbear has been here probably within the last day or so you can see the heavy kind of three-toed imprint in the mud with the feathering about it as well as you can see that there's definitely a few smaller sets of footprints it looks like maybe three or four cups okay and how old was it about an hour uh within the last day day okay Oof. okay yeah because owlbears are legit kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'll keep a an eye as uh, eye out to if that looks like the tracks are kind of going in the same direction i am because i'll have to figure something out then looking over the tracks. They appear to be going to the west. All right. So kind of towards far then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yep. Going to try and keep continue to make good time here. All righty. As you go to press on, are you going to try to go any faster or are you going to try to hustle more or? Uh, yeah, yes. Yes, I will. I'll try and hustle more. Oh, 20 toe. You more than made up through the shortcuts and your knowledge of the woods here for kind of losing a little bit of time yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And it is not long before you find yourself at the end of another day here. All right. Yeah, you're kind of in the deeper woods here. So there you're starting to find more kind of pushed over trees. Not big ones, smaller ones. You know that the pine saws push these over to try to get at the acari nests above so they can eat the eggs. All right. So you can see there are a few more acari that are on the ground out here. Like like acari remains, carcasses? Uh, uh, no, no, like the actual ones that are... Oh, they're just on foot. Yeah, like trying to defend their nests that have been knocked out, like if the eggs are still intact. Okay. So you can hear the screech of the large predatory birds with the low rumble of the pine sloths trying to get at the eggs. But it does mean that there are a few more carnivores out here, or at least hunting creatures, than there were further south. Okay. Um, 
I guess I will probably be looking for a, a fallen log is what I'll be scoping for either to to try and nestle myself under it or if it's hollowed out to you know obviously sleep in a wood tube mm -hmm. um that's what i'm thinking and okay. uh yeah yeah yep okay um yeah i mean as nightfall starts to come as the helix bugs leave the hollowed out pine trees to go out and do their standard evening bug stuff there are plenty of trees that are empty um if you want to try to find a place to hide amongst them knowing that in the morning the helix bugs will come back mm -hmm. so yeah i've got a, a window of time to avoid a a nightmarish situation of being covered in bugs <laughs> yeah the casual bug alarm clock <laughs> um i will gather up uh if uh if i can find them some some more uh snails to try and perfect my my techniques but i'll be doing it you know until I get tired enough to fall asleep. So be kind of giving it my more of my full attention and in a slightly more controlled environment. Okay. Although I yeah, I don't know how, how much light is passing through the the trees canopy. Like how dark is it? Like when the sun's up up above, excellent, right? Great view, everything, sun's coming straight down. But with all those trees, as soon as it starts to set, it just gets really dark in there. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that's where like the helix bugs are handy. Yeah. Because they, they light up. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd I'd look for some uh, some pine resin, some like sap, and s something something to try and attract the helix bugs closer to me as like a makeshift lantern. Okay, yeah. Um, much like the snails, we'll go ahead and give me a survival check. Probably like grabbing a dried pine cone with the with the scales opened up on it, and try and use that as like a a thing to catch or scoop up and catch sap mm -hmm. hey Ooh, that's pretty good <laughs> that's very good yeah uh 22 absolutely i guess what is it, you're using the snail bottle or your other water bottle oh yeah yeah just try i guess uh my my other water bottle would be a good catch for it with a 22 absolutely you're able to make a uh, a pretty decent lantern catching five or six kind of of the larger bugs um, and they generate a fair amount of heat, so it doesn't feel bad necessarily to hold on to it or have it next to you. Nice. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to try to make the night trip, you could probably make it to Stormwind by morning. Yeah, I think since I have a light now, that option would probably occur to me. And if I think I'm that close, that seems like... That seems... That, that would probably seem like a fine idea. <laughs> okay. It's like, God, uh, you want to... You wanna, it's a... Uh, your choices is to camp where the, the bigger predators are or to keep going. So, yeah, keep going sounds good. As you move through the evening, you will not see any of those pine spirits or anything like that. Uh, you occasionally catch glimpses of the ember wolves in the branches up above as they watch their eyes glinting in the light from the helix jar you have. <laughs> but they don't approach as you stink of pine berries. <laughs> but go ahead and give me your perception and then a fortitude save. <laughs> all right so so 23 perception i think and fortitude 11 well the perception is excellent looking around out here with the light from your jar uh, you'll pass out of kind of the contested area between pine sloths and akari and into an area that feels a little bit more secluded as you enter into this grove uh, with that perception check you notice that all of these trees here have 
um, larger snails on them, but they're all on one side of the tree as they all face towards a central pine. Um, the pine here, the needles on it, have a faint kind of golden green glow to them. Though this tree is probably not more than about three or four feet tall at the moment, uh, it is vibrant and gives off its own light that quickly fades once you get about 10 feet away from it. Mm. I'll go up close to the the small pine in the middle and inspect it, sniff it. Yeah, besides the sharp tang of pine smell and everything reeks of gin. Um, gin? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, got, got it. But the sap has a kind of sweet smell to it. Get a little bit on my fingers. Yeah, it sticks together and it does glow a bit as you kind of play around with it. Like it seems to glow a little bit because of the uh, the motion, the the physical interaction with it. Like if you mm. leave it alone, it's fine. But like snapping your fingers, it makes a little flash, a little bit of light. Ooh, neat. I'll taste it. I'll put it in my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess this is this would be the fair place to say that uh, it tastes like gin, right? It's that strong <laughs> herb and like acrid kind of stings your eyes a little bit. <laughs> Gorgeous. All right. Uh, yeah, all does the the tree look like it's the same kind of pine tree? Or does it look like a different s- species of tree? It looks like the same kind of pine tree. Okay, but yeah, curious little spot. I'll keep moving. Very well. Yeah, you leave it behind you as the uh, as the bugs continue to flitter about inside of the bottle. Um, but with an eleven, a very very tired fours will walk off into the road early morning as the sun's coming up. You can smell oh. the salty water. Oh, yeah. Were there any uh, pine cones in the circle of trees? Like fall, fallen? Uh, yes, there are definitely pine cones that have right. that are scattered about it. I'll probably try and grab uh, a nice one and hang on to it. That is all. Then, yes, a very tired 10-year-old Fours will come stumbling out onto the road. Uh, you can smell that salt and brine that drifts off the ocean. And you can hear the clanging of ships in the distance uh, as you are here. All right. Now I just need to remember where this place is. I'll pull out the voucher to see if it has a, a street address on it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that that sacred red construction paper. As you pull it out, it's folded a little bit crushed, but there's mm-hmm. no address on it. All right. So, yep, I'll just be heading into town and looking at street signs. Some of the people here, the ones that recognize that you have, have an owlbear scout sash on, will uh, kind of look at you and smile and... Oh, uh, Lorenzo's is down the way. Oh, thank you. Bright orange door. You can't miss it. <laughs> what time of night is it? Uh, this is early morning, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, this is like, imagine 6 a.m. or so. And the late night fishermen kind of coming to bed, the early ones getting up. So the city is already up and doing stuff. Okay. But you are fatigued for today. Yeah. Uh, I will find Lorenzo's and I will go to sleep under the awning. Just kind of uh, ball myself up. In, in my poncho in the, the fetal position and try and get a little bit of rest before they open. So I assume they might not be open yet. Yeah, I would say it's a little early for Taffy. So yeah, I'll just be asleep on their front front door. Yeah, you're able to get a few hours of sleep before, before the bustle of the city becomes a little bit too hard to ignore and you'll get the polite tap and a pleasant woman's voice says she, hello. Ah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll look around and then I will sort of panicked get my other bottle that I had and open it up to let the moths out. Yeah, a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of very tired and very confused. Uh, Helix bugs will will flitter out into a bright sunny day and 
angrily try to find a uh, place to try to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) As they shake their bug fists at you. (laughs) Uh, I will get up and and straighten myself out and try and open my eyes as as best I can as if I'm up. Miss Lizzo, look at your tired face and is there something that you need help with? And then I'll produce the the sacred scroll. (laughs) Yeah, with two hands she will take the voucher from you and look it over and it looks authentic. And she'll uh, step back into the building. As you'll pass underneath the sign of Lorenzo's Confectionary Delights, she walks over to the front desk, and there is a special jar marked with the symbol of the Owlbear Scouts. She'll unscrew the lid and hold it out to you so you can reach in and pull out whichever flavor you'd like. <laughs> all right. Um, this is almost like an apple size of taffy. Okay. A solid ball of candy that would fit in your hand. Mm-hmm. All right. Um I will reach in and grab the one that is most brightly colored. Alrighty. Yeah, she'll screw the lid back on top and put it back onto the counter before grabbing a broom and kind of starting to tidy up in the morning, brushing away all the berries that would be scattered on the front of the business. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Do you need some food? That that would be great if you could spare any. After she finishes up sweeping, she'll get some water as well as bring out kind of a at least slightly warmed, kind of ham and cheese sandwich. Oh, I, I will uh, take it gratefully. And now I'm trying to think if I need to sleep somewhere. Yeah, I think if I'm if I'm in the shop and there is a place to sit down, like a, like a bench near the the door, mm-hmm. when she goes to get a sandwich, I, I'd probably just be half asleep by the time she got back. A very sleepy fours will rest for the next many hours. People will come in and out of the shop purchasing and they'll look over and see the poncho and the sash and kind of, ah, another one's doing the challenge. <laughs> but you'll wake up at this point, what, almost 4 or 5 p.m. Okay. to, to uh, Miss Lorenzo explaining that, you know, hey, we're we're going to close up here. Oh, and, and I'll kind of uh, frantically look out the window, look around for signs of the of the time of day and be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> get out of there and, and start kind of quickly as, as fast as I can as I can go but yeah that'll probably be a little bit of that oh shit adrenaline going for a bit mm-hmm. while I while I kind of speed walk kind of breaking into a, a bit of a jog for for a few moments you know how that goes when you're in between speeds mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah as you take off back into the woods as evening is starting to fall as the sound of water gets more distant, you can start to feel and hear kind of the snapping, cracking of branches of heavy wind starting to come in. Okay. Um, yeah. Trying to think if, uh, is it kind of like coming in off the sea? Uh, it appears to be coming in from the south. So the warm high winds means occasionally you will get pelted with pine cones. But the trick back's a lot easier. You're able to use the road for a lot of it. It's not until you get close that you really have to worry about the other kids. So I guess the question is, does anyone else in my scout troop have dark vision? And would they be out at night as part of the challenge? Because I think I might I might do nighttime if I thought that they would be like the scoutmaster would probably try and round people up and take them home. You know from previous challenges that they will give out flashlights for nighttime. I'll do night. I'll do nighttime. 
I think I know how I want to do this now. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm gonna set up a uh, like a little mud mound decoy camp, like going to set up a a dummy of myself with uh, a little campfire, and I'd be waiting a ways away, uh, you know, downwind or whatever from it. Uh, yeah, you know what? Here's a great moment. Go ahead and give me your disguise check. 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the 23, you're able to make a little mud man. <laughs> you're able to make a Cragman decoy. Yep, yep. You said you're starting a fire for it as well? and Yeah, it's going to be like a little mock camp. Okay. Not not like a... It would be irresponsible to do a big fire, and I don't know if it would be difficult for me to catch more bugs. All right. You're able to make a reasonable kind of mock camp. As night falls, you'll see those flashlights moving about in the pine trees nearby. As, and also, as night falls, the bloodbirds that have been bothering you for the last day go away as they go to sleep as they're trying to get at your taffy. <laughs> but go ahead and give me a stealth check opposed by their perception. As you watch as several of them all gather together, you'll see rest with them as they kind of look around and... Hey, I think that's an 18. All right. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, Jeff! Jeff! <laughs> Rest looks around seeing the Cragman decoy and instantly realizes Fors is here. He's trying to trick us. You think he catches a glimpse of you through the trees, which is partially confirmed by then you hear the sound of feet starting to break into chase. All right, I'm just going to go full on sprint. So you take off into a full sprint. Go ahead and give me a fortitude say. Let's see if how exhausted you are. 20. 20. With a 20 odd fortitude, you are ready to go. So sprinting into the darkness of the woods with the flashlights whipping around behind you, you can see the lights on the trees as people are kind of letting out large kind of bird call whistles of to let, which you know from the other scouts is letting them know that it's over here. The person's over here. Go ahead and give me your acrobatics. 10. On a 10? Yes, with a loud scream, you hear them coming up behind you. Oh my god. Okay. As Dobbin breaks through branches, both hands outstretched, reaching for you to try to grab at that path. Uh, I'm going to, if he's close behind me and we're in a full sprint, mm -hmm. is he the only person who's close? Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm basically, if he's really, if I can sense him really close behind me, I'm going to just drop like a stone into a crouch position. Okay. Just suddenly to try and get him to just barrel over me. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll treat this like a trip attempt. So go ahead and roll your CMB. Combat maneuver bonus with a 16. All right, yeah, with a 16, your sudden stop, Domin will, you'll feel Domin's knees hit into your side uh, since you're not wearing your poncho at the moment. Mm -hmm. So it does hurt uh, as Domin just eats shit going face first into the mud. And into the uh, pine pine needles and pine cones here nearby. You will attempt to reach out with one hand to grab your leg as you sprint past him, but is not able to get it. Oh. Go ahead and give me a reflex save as you see Katinka step out from behind a tree. Their flashlight turned off as they try to turn it back on quickly to blind you. Twelve. With the twelve, you are not blinded for the round. Uh, but you are dazzled, so you do have a minus two uh, tall skill checks and saving throws for the next round. Okay. I'm going to uh, take my sash off, or, or I'll be 
removing removing my sash and wielding it in one hand like a net and trident gladiator <laughs> to try and whip away my fellow scouts as I run with the other with the ball of taffy in my other hand. Alrighty, yeah. As you break free of the trees, well, we'd see the scene behind you of a bunch of kids with flashlights as they're all wobbling all over, Dobbin and Ress. Um, towards the back of there, the scout's going as you're trying to make it back to that original structure that you guys had set off from, where you guys meet. Mm-hmm. The barbecue pit, the event pit. The event pit. As you're sprinting across the open grass, uh, approaching the event pit, go ahead and give me a reflex save as Larbalix will attempt to surprise you by leaping out of gathered leaves and bushes. Give me that taffy forest. It is the classic setting up the the last tower defense thing right at the finish line. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if that works. Yeah, it works. <laughs> I got a nine. <laughs> yeah, her small blue hands will catch you about the waist as it creates just enough drag on you to pull you to the ground, leaving you about <laughs> 10 feet away from the structure. And I'm, I'm going to be whipping with my sash and I'll be like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Clawing, scraping my the elbow of my arm holding the taffy, scraping with my elbow, trying to scooch forward. Alright, we'll give it one last grapple check here, where Larva Lakes attempts to hold you down. And it's mine, Forrest! Give me the taffy! <laughs> As you were attempting to push her off, you can see uh, <laughs> and it fits right, she has her, her bloodbird merit badge. Uh-huh. For trapping. Mm-hmm. 14. Alright. With a 14, you were able to kick Larvalex off you into the brush. She makes a yelp as she falls back into it as the thudding of boots is getting close to the flashlights dancing over you as you're in the grass. Go ahead and give me that final acrobatics to see if you can make that distance because you are still prone at the moment. Mm-hmm. I thought about just doing a worm roll, but that's probably not going to cut it. <laughs> so... Eight. Eight on my acrobatics. Sounds Alrighty. like I get tackled. <laughs> and not a great rule, but with an eight on your acrobatics, as Katinka, Domin, Res, as the rest of them are, are coming closer to you. Just put me out of my misery. Just take me down. I just rolled a natty one. <laughs> as the scrawny young forest gets up, covered in mud with... Oh God, I have to imagine this taffy's just mangled in your hand at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like just, the warmth uh, of the warmth of holding it, like your fingers pressing it on it. Uh huh. Um, as you're just holding this glob that you can't really take your hand off of. <sighs> as you kick Larblix back, even though you get up shaky, you are tired, uh, exhausted. Your eyes, you still have those tracer lights from the flashlight. The spots on my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will hear that familiar scream as Domin trips over Larblix into the ground, falling near your feet, unable to reach you as you limp across into the structure. <laughs> I'll flop myself on top to on top of a picnic table. As you lay there, you are served by the clapping of your fellow scouts of Ress and Domin cheering you on and Katinka and Larbalix kind of call out, good job, Forrest! Get it! Before the scout leader Galan will step over, uh, holding out his hand to help you sit you up and give you back your poncho. Uh, you can see the tattoo of a scythe on his lower arm. Right on. <laughs> as he hands out the uh, badge to you. Good job, Fours. And I'll just be completely out of breath. 
As always, rate, review, like, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Our intro and outro were Bushweek by Nihilor, as well as Lore, Dilemma, Watashi, Tangled, and Set Fire to Creation. You also heard Sport Trap from Pixabay. All right, stay safe out there. Bye.